listening to the Evolution 101 Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome again to Evolution 101. My name is Zachary Moore and you can contact me directly at Zach at drzach.net. You can also visit the website for this podcast which is hosted at drzach.net where you can leave feedback um, for the show and also visit some of the archives uh, and some of the other links that are there. I'm happy to report that the live show, the Skype cast, uh, went over pretty well. We had several people tuning in and and talking about evolution, which was a lot of fun. Um, So I'm going to get to that in a couple minutes, but first I wanted to address some of the more pressing questions that I thought I would share with some of the people um, that are listening right now. The first comment I actually got just today uh, from Jay Beckard, who says that he really wants to teach his kids something about evolution, but he's afraid that I hammer too much on creationism and religion Uh, in a disparaging way, and he's afraid that he can't really present my podcast uncensored to his family uh, as the honest light of science uh, because they just tune it out. He would like me to just present the facts, and he thinks that that would quadruple my effectiveness. Um, He goes on to say that he hopes that I could treat this podcast as something that uh, intelligent designers and creationists with a critical brain would want to hear. Um, he really just wants me to be able to help him educate his kids, and yeah, this is this is a, a comment, or I, I get very similar comments of these. And the thing of it is, it's very difficult to talk about uh, evolution without referencing creationism. Not that evolution demands for us to talk about creationism, but. Um, in order to answer some of the more common questions and some of the more common attacks, you have to talk about creationism. And I'm sorry, but I can't treat creationism with respect because it's it's just not um, a point of view that demands any scientific respect. Uh, and neither is intelligent design, unfortunately. Um, I wish, you know, I, I wish I could give a little bit more credit. And believe me, if if I was able to do that, I definitely would. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to be true to science and a rigorous scientific understanding of the evidence, um, people who adhere to creationism, people who adhere to intelligent design are not going to come off looking very good. So I wish I could help you out a little bit more. Maybe you can go through and edit out some of the things where I... um, say disparaging things about creationism or intelligent design if you think that that would help uh, your family understand it or you know you could always just listen to the podcasts and take out the you know just the the evidence in favor of evolution and just don't pass on any of the things that I say about creationism if you think that that would be a problem uh, for your family to see and that being said you know in this podcast I, I really do try to be as respectful as possible of other people, it's just their 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 per point of view um, and their beliefs that I think are so ridiculous. Um, if if people can appreciate um, their point of view and and their ideologies being questioned, then you know they they really shouldn't be listening to podcasts that they might disagree with anyway. Okay, and there's a, a quick answer to Ashton's question he wrote out he uh, wrote to me an email asking about divergent 
evolution. He said he was able to find convergent evolution, but he wasn't able to find divergent evolution. Well, divergent evolution is when different species branch out from a common ancestor. So, for example, uh, humans and chimpanzees uh, are, an, are an example of divergent evolution. Uh, chimpanzees have gone sort of one way and we've gone another way. So divergent evolution is whenever two species come from a common ancestor and they take on different characteristics as opposed to convergent evolution when they have different ancestors but they take on similar characteristics. Wayne wrote in to ask about uh, why testicles have to hang down and why that's so inconvenient and awkward and vulnerable um, just to be able to obtain a lower operating temperature. Uh, Well, the fact of it is, yeah, your body does have a pretty good temperature regulation system, but it's fairly systemic. I mean, your your body regulates its temperature pretty much uh, as a single unit. And so, quite frankly, the easiest way for evolution to take care of that problem is to uh, house the testicles outside your body. And and yeah, it's inconvenient for us now um, as bipedal organisms, but it's not really a problem for... um, our quadrupedal uh, friends like uh, cats and dogs. I mean, it doesn't really provide much of a problem for them. It's just, for us, it's inconvenient because we raise up on, on uh, two legs. And so uh, they're, they're dangling, uh, but they're also sort of in danger because uh, there's a lot of action that's going on there as opposed to um, organisms which have four legs to walk on. Dan wrote in to ask about why would an atheist such as myself go to church on Sunday. And uh, I I think I've addressed this before, but um, I should point out that I I go to a Christian church actually three weeks out of the month. And the first week of the month, which is actually this week, um, I go to a free thought church, the North Texas Church of Free Thought. Um, And I... I do that because the the Free Thought Church only meets once a month. Otherwise, I would probably go more often. But um, I find that uh, it provides a a pretty good balance. Um, The Free Thought Church obviously um, addresses a lot more of you know living your life as an atheist and you know finding meaning and value um, in everyday life. And I go to the Southern Baptist Church specifically because there is an apologetics course. Uh, that is held there. I, I don't go for the worship service. I, I don't sing hymns or pray or, or do anything like that. There's a class that's held there every Sunday morning, and I go and uh, spend time with the people there in the class and, and learn from them. most of the stuff I've I've been exposed to before, but um, I'm interested to see uh, the, the process that these people take as they're learning about various arguments. But that doesn't really have anything to do with evolution, um, unless they cover it in that class, in which case um, I'll definitely uh, speak up a little bit more. And finally, I'd like to answer a question by Michael, who wrote in asking about Matt Ridley's book, Genome, uh, which is actually an excellent book to read uh, if you're interested in the you know, genetic uh, influence uh, on our lives. He says chapter in chapters uh, for chromosome X and Y, um, there's the claim to be a gene for homosexuality, XQ28. Is it right or is it wrong? Uh, because I've made statements before on the podcast to the effect that there is no discovered gay gene. Well, 
I'm right. <laughs> and, and Matt really agrees with me. Um, when he talks about, and actually this is in, if you happen to have the paperback version of Genome, which I do, it's on page 116. He says that uh, Dean Hamer in 1993 said that he had found a gene on the X chromosome that had a powerful influence on sexual orientation, or as the media quickly called it, a gay gene. Um, and actually, Hamer did not find a gene on the X chromosome. He found a region of the X chromosome that was associated with homosexuality. This is called genetic linkage, um, and he had done a, a genetic linkage study, which doesn't actually um, doesn't actually pinpoint a gene. It, it it maps a certain region of a chromosome that associates with a certain trait. Um, it's kind of complicated, and I won't go into to it here. But basically, he did not find a gene. What he found was a region of the X chromosome, uh, a particular region, which seemed to associate with homosexuality. And that region is designated XQ28. Um, that's not the name of the gene. And as it happens on page 118, uh, Matt really goes on to say that uh, until Hamer's gene is itself found and decoded, the link between homosexuality and sexual antagonism is no more than a wild guess. Indeed, it's, it remains a possibility that the connection between XQ28 and sexuality is misleading. Michael Bailey's recent research on homosexual pedigrees has failed to find a maternal bias to be a general feature. Other scientists, too, have failed to find Hamer's link with XQ28. At present, it looks as if it may have been confined to those families Hamer studied. Hamer himself cautions that until the gene is in the bag, it is a mistake to assume otherwise. And this is the same thing that I found in my research. There have been another, a number of studies that came out after Hamer published his linkage data where they tried to to basically repeat what he had done, and they were unable to. So they were unable to confirm that there was a linkage to a particular part of the X chromosome that associated with homosexuality. Um, and there hasn't been anything else found since. Uh, there's just basically no evidence. There may be a gay gene out there, um, but as yet there's there's no, there's no good evidence for it. So... Um, yeah, there's no gay gene. There have been some studies which uh, show some linkage to particular regions of the chromosome, but no definitive gene has been pointed out. However, I will say that other studies, and you know, in science, we it's not just you know you, you can't pick and choose which evidence you know you you, you choose to agree with. Um, there have also been other studies with identical twins, for example, which show that identical twins, uh, if one twin is gay, it's much more likely that the other one is gay. And uh, we use these twin studies in science to establish you know, the, the presence or absence of any genetic basis for things. And so because of the fact that it is much more likely that uh, identical twins um, will be gay if, if the other twin is gay, that means that, yeah, there probably is some genetic reason for it. We just haven't figured out what it is yet. So I just want to clear that up. All right, well, now I'm going to turn this over to the live discussion uh, so you can uh, hear what we were talking about this past Saturday. If you'd like to join in on the next live discussion, I'll be doing another one this Saturday. Uh, that's 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I, I don't know if this is going to be a weekly thing um, every week, but uh, it was pretty easy to do, and so uh, we'll just see how it goes. I'll talk to you later. Bye.